If you're wondering what it looks like to be building a business in the environment that we're in right now, then listen in to this episode. I'm joined by Suma Carroll. She's a fantastic studio owner in New Jersey. And in the last year, she has done some incredible things like launching a podcast, launching an online program, and opening a brick and mortar space. We're talking about all the things behind the scenes and how to juggle it all and build a business with a strong sense of purpose. You're going to love this episode. So get comfy, grab a notebook and enjoy. Well, hi there. I'm Sarah Glanfield. I'm a business and marketing strategist just for boutique fitness studio owners like you. If you're ready to be inspired and make a bigger impact, you're in the right place. All you need are a few key strategies, the right mindset and some support along the way. Join me as I share the real life insights that will help you grow a sustainable and profitable studio. This is the Pilates Business Podcast. Welcome back to the Pilates Business Podcast. I'm Saran and I'm thrilled to have you guys here with me today because I have got a fantastic guest. Uh, she and I actually met a few years ago at a conference and we reconnected about I guess 12 months later, um, when she joined my marketing intensive program and has been a member of my Thrive group coaching program for the last 18 months. Um, she is an incredible business owner, very busy mom of three boys, and she has a, has had a home studio. She also has an online business. Uh, she's also a holistic health coach and she has just opened her very first brick and mortar studio space. She is the owner of Opal Wellness Studio and her name is Sue McCarroll. Welcome, Sue. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to be here. I'm so excited for our conversation. I'm so excited for our conversation. I often, you know, we speak every single week, but um, I, I like to get you one-on-one -on -one and I'm excited <laughs> you're here. So we've just been chatting and catching up about all the things. Um, I also didn't mention that Sue also hosts a podcast. So when I say she's busy, I am not um, <laughs> exaggerating at all. And we're going to talk a lot about how to do the juggle and how you make progress and how you've managed to do all these things in life and business in such a busy and chaotic period of time. Um, but we've, but here you are and you are, you know, you're, you you're, you're, you're making huge strides forward in business and it's really, really exciting to see. So I really wanted to bring you on so we could talk a little about all of these things and how you do it all, right? <laughs> so, I'm not really sure I have the answers, but <laughs> we'll get we'll 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 get we'll get we'll get there. Um so why don't you tell us? I always like to kind of just start with just diving into how you have found yourself in the journey of this wellness and movement world into doing kind of where you're at today. Where did you start and what kind of drives you forward? Okay, so interestingly, I was a dance teacher for a really long time. That was a, my kind of, I guess, my first career. And I always said I never wanted to own a studio. I never wanted to be my own business owner. I just wanted to work for other people. So it's kind of interesting to think of where I am now yeah. <laughs> compared to how I lived the first couple of, you know, half of my life. Amazing, because you are, you are like the you are the shining example of a business owner. <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah. You know, it's funny. Like, I don't think, you know, 
what I loved about being a dance teacher was the creativity of it. And interestingly, the business, owning businesses and the entrepreneurship feeds my creativity. Yep. And yep. so that's sort of, I think, how I keep myself going. <laughs> yes. Yes. I see that. Yeah, for sure. So I, um, well, I guess we met at the PMA prior to um, COVID. So that yes. October in Monterey, which I was like, yes. I'm going to that because that looks like an amazing place. It was <laughs> a lovely spot. I it was. was so beautiful. Um, and I think like the next year was supposed to be Seattle. And I'm like, I'm not doing that. Right. That's right. <laughs> Um, so at that time I was just getting into social media. Like I had just started to be on Instagram and start to develop, um, start to post about my Pilates. I had a home studio at the time and I believe, I can't remember, I was either still working at the studio I worked for, or maybe I had just stopped. I'm not sure. And so I was like, it was like a baby. I was a baby in it, (laughs) baby in it all. (laughs) And then... I came back from there. I got more inspired. And prior to COVID, I was looking at spaces. And I actually walked away from a lease on a a space two weeks prior to COVID shutdown. Wow. Because of COVID or just happened? No. Like I, the landlord, I got a bad vibe about him. I felt like he was going to be hard to deal with. So I just walked away. Wow. And then COVID hit. Like it wasn't like, it wasn't even on my radar when I walked away, like, I don't think co- I realized what was going to happen. So like the week prior. Wow. And so then I kind of tabled that, obviously. Right. <laughs> and I decided to build my online business. So I hopped on Zoom, like, I mean, th- within a weekend, I think that first weekend that everything was shut, I reached out to like my family members and some friends. And I'm like, can you come on a Pilates class on Zoom with me so I can make sure I know how to do this? Yeah. And then I just worked on getting my clients to come on and get new clients. And so I basically started out with just a basic like Zoom schedule. Mm-hmm. And then you and I connected that summer. Yes. So it was like maybe June-ish, July-ish. Yeah. And I had, ironically, a photographer come out as I was building the business, and we did pictures on my porch because it was COVID. Yes. um, Beautiful pictures. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And then I was working on building a membership, but that sort of first turned into an online program. So I have a 12-week course, and then I have a membership. And I played around a little bit with how that works because Mm -hmm. it's taken me a little time to figure out what the best way to do it is. Initially, I created sort of a six month where you do the first three months in the program and then the the second three months in the membership. But then I decided to incorporate the membership into the brick and mortar studio as well. So now uh, within my packages, if you get a mat package, you're getting a certain number of mat classes and access to the online membership. And the membership has nutrition, mindset, Pilates. So it's not just Pilates. It's really about the whole thing. And and I have a degree in nutrition. I have an, um, an integrative nutrition health coach. And I really won't do wellness coaching on someone if they don't do Pilates. So that's like the stipulation. Like right. it's a part of what I do. And, and if you want me to help you get where you want to be, I believe Pilates is part of the answer. Right. Yes. And I think one of the one of the incredible things that kind of stood out to me when we first started working together was how you wanted to integrate not just 
one of the things that you see as a way to help people, but you wanted to integrate all of these different ways into sort of under one umbrella, under one roof. And that was, you know, that program really gave people that step-by-step guidance and how you designed that and how you built that really helped to layer in these incredible habits that you have helped a lot of your clients to be able to kind of commit to for themselves over the course of that program and then stick to inside of your membership. And so it's, it's a very, what you designed is very, very unique to your vision and what drives you. Yeah. And, you know, I think I work mostly with moms Mm -hmm. um, and I feel like it's really hard to prioritize yourself. And so asking them to just sign up for the membership and and put it in their life, it wasn't going to work. They needed the steps. They needed to, first of all, realize that they are worth it and they have to put poor into themselves because that is not something that is happening. They don't know. So um, that was huge for me. Like, I didn't want to just sell the membership and then have it sitting around. I wanted people to be active in the community and doing it. And that doesn't mean I have people that are belong and don't do it because it is a journey. And yes. right, like you're trying to keep everybody. Um, I think a, several of my clients are always like, it's so much easier when I know that you're going to be on the other side of the Zoom call if I don't show up. <laughs> uh-huh. There's something there's something about that live. Oh my gosh, something about the live for sure. Yeah. And I but, would say if people are thinking about doing something online, the live piece is key. Like, yeah. even though it does obviously require more work on your part going into it, you it's not it's not a passive income. And so <laughs> that's, I think, maybe the thing that I didn't know wasn't it was in my mind when I was starting. I was like, oh, this would be great. It's not. I mean, it's amazing, but it's it's not a passive income. No, no, no such thing. No yes. such thing. No matter what people will tell you, there yes. is no such thing. Yeah. And and I agree with you 100 percent. I think the the live component of any um, any online business is is relatively crucial if you are wanting to if you have a smaller community which and you know there is definitely business models out there for mass market huge communities huge email lists of thousands tens of thousands of people but if you are a, if you are starting out and it's the early days you have to think very carefully about who it is you want to reach and how you're going to reach them and how you're going to keep them and you know, the live is just so much more, they're they're having a live element, I would say, is much, much more compelling than not for most people. Because the reason you said people are far more likely to show up, they enjoy it more, it's more interactive, it's more engaging. Um, And so that is a key component of of a program. And I think that was something that you you added into your program. Yeah. And I think it's interesting because, I mean, people, my feedback is always that when they do the videos, they feel like I'm there with them. But it's so it's literally just the idea that <laughs> if they don't show up to class, they're like, let it, they're not letting me down. I would totally understand. But that in their mind is they're like, I'm there. And yes. then they're not there, you know? Right. Yeah, absolutely. So I want to rewind just a second, because you mentioned the, the types of clients that you very specifically built your business for were is, is mums. So tell me a little about why and how that came to be and how I think this is one of the challenges that you find as a people find as a as a business owner is getting clear on that and getting comfortable 
with that. So tell me a little bit about how that looks inside of your business. Yeah, it's it's interesting. So, I mean, my 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 market is me. I had twins and then 2 years later I had a third surprise. <laughs> and uh, and I totally lost myself and I was someone who prided myself on, you know, taking care of my health. I limited the amount of, you know, I did all the things, all the toxins, all the, I did all the great things. And then I had these two babies and my husband was back to work in a week. And I was like, what, what What is going on? And I totally lost myself. I didn't know who I was anymore. I was not happy. I was not taking care of myself in the way that I wanted to. And so that is really how I ended up on that market is that I took everything that I did to get myself back to where mm-hmm. I was before and packaged it up for them. Right. Um, and it was hard for me. I struggled with like niching down because I also wanted to be able to say, this is a space for anyone and, you know, not no gender, like, all. you know, you want to be able to do that. You want to be able to say Pilates is for everyone because I do truly believe that Pilates is for everyone. But I think we have to just look at who who's going to want to be with me. Who am I going to help the most? Yeah. You know? Yeah. Who are you going to? Yeah, it's very true. And then, you know, you know that person so well that you can really, really, really help them. Yes. Right. And you mentioned that the like the first, you you kind of touched on it, but you mentioned like the first step is, is not just sort of like doing the workouts. There's mindset, there's nutrition, there's self-care as well. That's a part of that. Yeah. And I had to create the program to fit their kind of life. So the nutrition, it's not a diet. It's one week, every week, there's a nutrition challenge. This week, you're going to drink more water. Next week, you're going to slowly, you know, drop out some gluten from your diet, things like that. But no, there's no prescribed diets. And because that is not something like, if you think about yourself, and where you were at, when you know, you have three little kids at home, you're not going to be making prescribed meals for yourself, but you can make small changes and the small changes start to snowball and then you start to feel better about yourself. Yeah, absolutely true. Absolutely. I love it. Absolutely love it. So you have three young boys, busy boys. We all know what they're like, boys are like, I have boys myself and I, it's busy. They're busy. We currently and, have two casts, two fractured wrists right now in my family. Oh my goodness. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. This, this juggle is real. Yes. <laughs> so tell us a little bit about how you manage your time, because obviously this past year and a bit has been, you know, a, a very huge challenge. Uh, for for many, I mean, for everybody, but and and for mums as having children home from school and and all of that good stuff. And that was when you went, you were going through the process of building your program, and launching a podcast and doing all these things you did, which was incredible. Um, but tell us how you juggle, how you juggle it all. I shouldn't say juggle, but how you you manage your time. Well, I would say, yeah, I um, I think you're much more organized on managing your time than I am. Um, I <laughs> am like, I just, I don't, yeah, I can't explain it, but I have this like calling to do this. Mm-hmm. And right. so for me, it's just always like, you know, this is what I'm going to do. This is the next step to get me to be able to help more people. And I 
can't really tell you where it comes from. It's it's like from inside of me. And um but it's really hard. And 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 that's something like I don't want to pretend that it's easy. I have spent many a night working till midnight after mm-hmm. they went to bed or getting up at 5 a.m. and working in the morning. I I write everything out in my planner yeah. <laughs> and constantly just try to cross things off. I would say one of my downfalls is I always over over th- like overthink what I can actually get done in one day. Um, and so that's something that I'm really trying to work on, like to, to narrow it down to like, okay, these three things today, these three things tomorrow, because I think I over overestimate always what I think I can get done. Yeah. Um, and, and I try to remember, because there's always that mom guilt that sneaks in that says like, oh, you know, I'm, I'm not there for this or, you know, I, you know, I'm trying to do both of these things. But then, you know, I was at my grand opening this weekend and my kids were there and they were helping me cut the ribbon. And I was like, you know, my boys are going to grow up and know that their partner deserves just as much as they do. And their partner can do just as much as they can. And like, to me, that's like, I don't care about the rest of the stuff. Like, I don't care whether I was there to do, you know, the math homework. I'm okay with that. If that means that they're going to grow up to be people that realize they have to support, you know, their partners. Absolutely. Absolutely. I 100% agree with you. I think it's so important. I really do. Yeah. For women to be able to have that opportunity. And I will say have... I've had a lot of help from time to time. I don't have any help right now, um, sadly. (laughs) We've been talking about it. It's actually really hard to find help right now. Um, And I just, with getting the studio ready and making so many decisions about the studio, I just didn't feel when we came back from the beach, we spend the month of August at the beach. When we came back, I didn't have the bandwidth to find and hire someone new because just finding them and interview. It's, it's a lot, you know, just like the studio, finding someone new and and Mm -hmm. doing all that thing. It's so much work. So I didn't really have the bandwidth. So we've been juggling with my dad and my husband. Um, But last year when I was building the online program, we did have someone that came and helped a couple days a week during the day when the kids were still doing school at home. Yeah. 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 And I, you know, I think that you have to be, if you are doing what you're doing, you you know, that you are, you, there is limitations for what any single human being can do. And it's not because of any reason other than the fact that you're a human being and there are only 24 hours in a day, right? Yes, correct. And so wherever you can find an extra pair of hands. Yes. That makes sense for your, you and your family and your life and your business, then absolutely a huge, I'm a huge supporter of that in any way, shape or form that you can make that happen. Especially, you know, when you are, like you said, the bandwidth, it's not just about the time, right? It's about the bandwidth, right? Yeah. You yeah. can't, sh- you literally cannot be going at a hundred percent 24 seven. There needs to be some downtime, some quiet time and, and, you yes. know, and then busy times, of course, and focus times and doing times and play times and all the things, but it's, there's energy there that you have to be able to sort of make sure you're taken care of too. Otherwise, you know, burnout is real. Mum burnout is real. Business owner burnout is real. Um, and I think different people can manage this in different ways. For me, I can go like really hard for a, a, an extended period of time, maybe like month, two months where like, I'm really not taking any breaks. I'm not watching TV. I'm just working, working, working. And then I can take like a month, which is what we do in the summer. We go to the beach in August and I still work, but it's like much less 
and I hang out and spend a lot of time with my kids and I spend my time on the beach. And so that works for me, but I don't think that works for everyone. I think some people need that time each and every day. So it's kind of like, you know, yeah, I think, I think you have to find what works for you. You do and have an awareness for what works for you. And and then the hard part I think often is actually taking away the self-judgment of like, why can't I do what that person is doing? Yes, yes, a hundred percent. Like, and honestly, that's I mean that's what my podcast is all about. My podcast is all about like, you know, every person's wellness journey is completely different. What you think is wellness is not maybe what someone else thinks is wellness. And that doesn't matter. Like there's, it's not a game. It's not a comparison. It's not a competition. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, so tell us a little bit about the podcast. How did that come about? And where did that where did that, when did that happen in this timeline of, <laughs> of doing so, all yeah, the things? I'll Sue. give you like a, a quick timeline. So I believe in the summer was when you and I started working together and I was formulating my membership ideas. Yeah. And then uh, uh, during that summer too, I believe, you know, it started to toss around with my partner, like, oh, a podcast would be fun. And so, and at that time, everything was just sort of like, it was there, but it wasn't happening yet. And then I... I did struggle with a little bit of imposter syndrome through the fall where I was like, I knew what I needed to do. You gave me all the tools that I needed to do to get the membership forward. But it took me a little time to mentally be like, okay, I'm going to do this. I'm going to put this out there in the world. And I still just kept building my online presence. Um, You know, I started a Facebook community and just tried to like get, you know, giving out free content, teaching my Zoom classes during that time. And then in January. So January 6th of this year, yep. the podcast launched. January 15th, the doors opened on the program yep. for the first time. To a wait list. To a, to a yeah. wait list. And I remember yeah. that. I remember thinking, wow, this is a heck of a January, Sue. <laughs> and I think I told you that after that couple of months, then I wasn't going to do anything else. The right, that's year. right. I'm pretty sure. Like, <laughs> you did. That's I did. coming back we'd... to me now. <laughs> yeah. And then, oh, wait, did you just open a studio? <laughs> I did. And, and that kind of like also, and I think part of what it is, is like, for me, like, I, I'm a little bit religious. So like, I kind of let God's plan unfold for anyone else. And maybe for someone else, it's the universe. So it's really like whatever you believe. But I have gotten to the point in my life where I won't force things to happen, but I will allow myself to be pushed in the right direction. And so later, so we had that busy time. I I launched the membership in May so that the first group of people had something to go into. That's right. So it was like the the podcast, the program, the membership. And then around that time in February, the studio where I worked at for a long time, unfortunately closed. And there were teachers that were looking to teach, but I had my equipment in my home. No one could teach on it. And so that started the little seed of, you know, and then, and then it was like, interestingly, I stumbled upon one space and I thought that that was going to be the right space, but that is actually not the space that I'm in. Um, So, and then all of a sudden it was like, yeah, I'm here. And I think I got to the point where I was like, okay, well, this is something I've been talking about for a while. And Either I'm going to do it. Like, I'm not young. I'm 43 years old. <laughs> Actually, I think I'm 44. Just a birthday. <laughs> um, <laughs> and I think I realized, like, okay, you know, you can do thing at, something at any time. But I also felt like I had been talking about this for a long time. And I'm either going to do it 
or I'm not going to do it. And so I kind of made this decision, like either I'm going to just go all in online, keep, you know, keep the home studio as my side hustle, or I'm going to take this big, scary leap and try this. Yeah. And you, you did and you do. And I, I mean, I think all of those things that you have done a huge, huge accomplishments, right? And I think for anyone looking from the outside in and seeing this list of things that you have managed to create and put out into the world and, and build and grow, it probably feels like something that is out of reach for so many. And you mentioned imposter syndrome a little bit. I struggle to see, I mean, I, 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 I see it because I know you, but Look at this, you know, and it's, it's sort of, you have achieved so much because you have created and you continue to create and you continue to, to do what comes next to you, next for you and, and what you see in as part of, you know, where you're heading and how you, you know, I think it all comes from the, what drives you, which is you want to help more people. You want to reach more people with this amazing, all the amazing things that you do. But do you ever feel like, like I can't do this or... All the time. All the time. It doesn't, from the outside in, you know, it doesn't look like it, right? It's interesting. You know, this happens to me even just in my life as a mom. Um, People will comment to me like, you know, it's like your kids are going crazy around you and you're like this center. You're the eye of the storm, the calm of the hurricane. And it's like I always find it really fascinating because I don't necessarily think I'm calm. Um, But I... I exude calmness on the outside. Wow. Um, that's, so, I don't really How know. do you do that? I'm not that's sure. That's what I want. What's the secret strategy, <laughs> Sue? When people say this to me, I always laugh. I'm like, really? <laughs> this is what... Uh, I definitely feel like I'm not an overreactor with my kids. You know, I definitely sent a child with a broken wrist to school last week um, or whenever that happened. Um, <laughs> so I was like, you're fine. It's going to be fine. You can't have a broken wrist because your brother just had one, you know? Right. <laughs> <laughs> um, Um, So, yeah, and I think the thing that really grounds me in what I do is my purpose. And a friend of mine wrote a book called um, Black Sheep, Mm -hmm. and there's a long part to it. He'll be mad at me that I don't know it now, but I'll give it to you so you can put it in the show notes. Yeah, I want to see. And um, it's about determining your five black sheep values. And these are like sort of your unchanging values. And because I know what my unchanging values are, because I know what my purpose in life is, it just makes it easier to make these decisions. Like, yes, this fits in my purpose. No, this does not, you know? Mm -hmm. And I said no, like, even though it seems like I've said yes to everything, I've actually said no to a lot of things, maybe things that I would have done in the past, but I was like, you know, I can't do that right now because I'm doing this. And, and that was a learn. That's something that I couldn't have done five or 10 years ago um, because I was such a people pleaser that I mm-hmm. would say yes to everything. And I, you know, and people knew it. So they would come to me and be like, oh, can you do this? Oh, can you do this? And I'm like, no, I'm sorry. I can't now, you know, like, right. But that took me, I had to learn, like I had to understand I can only do this and help people if I say no to this. Right. That, and, and I think that is a learned skill, 100%. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And there's a lot of pressure. There's like a lot of pressure to do all of the things. From all sorts of places. Mm-hmm. Yes, I agree. I agree. All right. So tell us a little bit about what opening a new studio looks like right now. 
Um, How does that look? <laughs> I would say it's it's definitely a roller coaster. Yeah, um, always. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I definitely have been lucky that I already have an audience, and I have I had clients coming in. I was very very conservative, so I gave up some of my wish list on the space so that I could keep the rent to a certain level. Um, so just because of the uncertainty and what's going on in the world, I was very clear on how much I was willing to spend each month and what I felt like I could easily do. Right. Um, and so I, I gave up on some things. You know, I don't have yeah. parking. I'm on the second floor. Um, but I, but ironically, this space that I probably never would have thought would work for me kind of works pretty perfectly, you know? Yeah. I have everything I need right now. Yeah. And I think it's always quite hard to, you know, you feel like you're making compromises sometimes like that. and But they're important compromises to make because you can always move to a bigger space, a better space. Yes. But only if your business is still there. And I right? think you might have so. said this, but it's like... To, to wait till you're overflowing and, yeah. and then make that move, you know, like, yeah. you know, so it's like, make sure it's, it's, you know, it's, the, it's, you filled to the brim and now you move on. And, yeah. um, and it, so that was like, and also I think for me, the factor of being a mom is like, I can't, like, I'm not 20. I can't come down here and work 10 hour days. I can't right. do that. I have right. to stop at two o'clock every day and get my kids and get them where they need to go. And then sometimes I come back at night, but I I have limitations. Yeah, right. And then you factor that into the into your kind of uh cash flow, right? <laughs> yeah. Exactly. You have to make you have to be thoughtful about the business decisions that you're making and be very right. sensible around that. Yeah, exactly. Right. I mean, I think, you know, you, I absolutely think you made the right decision when it came to your location mm-hmm. uh, right now. And and I think that you will be moving <laughs> in a couple of years for sure to a, to a space with parking, maybe. Fingers crossed. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. And ironically, I feel like in the end, um, I, I think that this is just exactly what I needed right now. Um, and so, yeah, it's it's definitely interesting. There's a lot of factors. I am only having vaccinated people in my studio. Yeah. So that was a decision that I sort of wrestled with, but mm-hmm. I decided I have a lot of online options. So my mat classes are hybrid, which means at all times I have people online and in the studio at the same time. I mean, I don't have people filling the classes yet, but I will. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, you know, that is the plan. So there are options and I'm lucky to live somewhere. I feel like if I had to guess, my town is probably 95% vaccinated. So that made the decision easier. Yeah. But I yeah. do have some clients who are immune compromised and things like that. And I just felt that that was the right decision for me right now. Yeah. And, you know, you you know your business and you know your clients. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and you have to trust in the decisions you're making in your business for sure. I actually sure. was telling someone um, about it at my open house and... Um, she was like, I wish my gym would do that. Yeah. 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 There. Yeah. It's a, it's an, it's, I know it's a political topic. It's so, a thing. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, but I, I think you're ma- think making the decision that's best for you and your business and your correct. clients. And that's, you know, and that's, and then, you know, here's the thing though, is that if that's your 
the direction you're going, then that's what you should be communicating with your clients. Mm -hmm. Because if they're your clients and they know you, they will feel the same way as you about these things. Correct. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And so, but I guess I don't think that decision would be as as easy if I lived somewhere else where it's it's a little bit more um, of... But trickier. Yeah, a little topic. bit trickier. Yeah, yeah, yeah mm-hmm. for sure. Yes. Mm-hmm. But these are the these are the headaches that these are the things that get you that trip you up as a business owner, right? Yeah. Because it, you know, whether it's this or whether it's I mean, I mean, even it, you know, that this is a big one, right? But even with things like adding a new class to the timetable mm-hmm. and you're kind of trying to figure out what will they want, mm-hmm. right? And that's and it trips people up to mm-hmm. the point where they just don't do it because mm-hmm. they don't know what the right thing is to do. And it's just one of those things where all these every day as a business owner, you're making these, these, you're making these decisions that have an impact on your business. And every now and again, you have these ones that just pop up and you feel like you should know the answer. Mm-hmm. You should, there's this pressure, like we should know how to do all this stuff. And it's like, no, we don't, we don't have to know how to do it. We might just have to try and see what happens and then yeah. refine it and see what happens. And I think there's a balance too, like for like, particularly with scheduling, like I feel like there was a period of time where I felt like I needed to work around everyone's schedule. So like I would be booking around what they wanted. Mm -hmm. And then I had to realize like that it wasn't a good balance for me in my life. Mm -hmm. And so I had to, you know, kind of say like, well, if they're for me, they're going to find a way to work. I mean, I can't be totally um, deaf to what people need for their schedules. Right. But yeah. if I'm giving a reasonable amount of hours available and they really want to work with me, then they need to figure out how to make that work. And if they can't, then they're going to maybe open up that space for somebody else. Yeah. Yeah. It's a- and exactly. that's a hard decision as a teacher and as a studio owner to find that balance. But there has to be a balance. Otherwise, you feel like you're living your life around everyone else's. Right. You know, and it's like, again, I think that's one of those learned lessons, right? It's the bound set, being able to set the boundaries. And, and as a business owner, it's one of those things that is very challenging because you can often be working on your business any time of day mm-hmm. at any point in time. Oh, yes. <laughs> and as you know, and I know too, but yes, it, you want you setting those boundaries for yourself is actually the hardest part, right? Mm-hmm. To say no to clients is hard, but also to sort of be able to sort of set those limitations on on yourself and what is feasible for you and how you can make sure that you take care of you so that you can show up to be your best self for them. Right? Yeah, and I think it's like about your mind too. Like, especially with an online business, um, it's easy to just, you can work anywhere. Like you can, there's always a moment to get something done, but your mind needs a break. Like, and mm-hmm. that's sort of the challenge. So it's not, you know, even though you can do it everywhere, you shouldn't. Correct. Yes. Doesn't mean you should. Exactly. I agree a hundred percent. All right. So just a couple of questions for you. I want to talk, you know, we've been very honest. You've been, I appreciate all the honesty that you've shared here today. And, um, and I want to, you know, I, I want to sort of ever it to be people to be aware really of how it really looks on the inside of building an amazing business. Um, but what's, do you think is the hardest part of being a business owner? Uh, I feel like for me, probably the hardest part is the money part. Yeah. Um, not like managing the money. I actually outsource that. <laughs> She's amazing. <laughs> She's um, amazing. <laughs> uh, but more like cu- getting the mindset that you, what, of what you're worth. 
and not right. feeling like I struggle to not allow my own, like, what can I afford mix in with what is my value? Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. And so that is probably my biggest struggle because I, you, and you have to value your time. You taught me that. Like, if I have this business and this business and this business, my time really needs to be kind of the same value across. And I think I, for a long time, I was stuck like, well, well, this is worth this and this is worth this and this is worth this. But who decides that? Right. You know? Yeah. Right. Yeah. And that's probably the biggest challenge for me. I think in general, that's a, a, a Pilates challenge because mm-hmm. people think it's exercise. And I mean, it is exercise, but I believe it's more. And yeah. So they want to pay <laughs> exercise prices, right? right? But we have different education set and we have, you know, opening a yoga studio, you need a room and some mats. No, you don't even need mats. They bring their own and right. <laughs> some yoga blocks. But we have really expensive equipment, right? Right. Right. Which is has hundreds and thousands of exercises you can do across all of them. Correct. Yes. Correct. Yeah. So, and I think for me, like I was talking to someone just the other day that, you know, Pilates is so much more than exercise. It's about, you know, finding love for yourself, being strong, being happy, being confident. And when you're 80, it's about getting up and down off the floor with your grandkids. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Confidently. Confidently. (laughs) Right. Exactly. (laughs) Yes. It's a lot, a lot, a lot. Um, I think the money mindset part is, is a big challenge for a lot of people. Yes. And I do think it is one of those things that is... It's not unique to Pilates at all, but I think it exists heavily in our industry um, for many reasons. But it is something that, you know, I I think that we often um, convince ourselves that the pricing is is the problem because we think it might be a problem for us or we think it might be a problem, you know, Mm -hmm. and it's not always the problem, right? And you mentioned something else that is often the biggest problem, which is that there is so much more to Pilates than people often realize. And I think also, like, I like to think about, like, well, what do people spend on other things? So when I start to struggle with that money mindset, I'm like, oh, like, I'm like, people spend 100, like, I spend $120 a month to get my lashes extended, right? Like, so, <laughs> and then I think about and my beautiful, prices. beautiful, by the way. <laughs> and then I think about my prices and what people get. So when I get stuck in that hole, that's like sort of one of my tricks to get myself out is like, okay, well, like, what are people spending on other things and what value do they get? And what are they spending on what I'm doing and what value do they get? Right. And then it's just a matter of making people realize, like, they want your value. Like, what yeah. you have is valuable and they need it in their life. And right. that's a big hurdle. Yeah. Yes. That's that. And that is an, an ongoing challenge. And that is all about marketing messaging. Yes. Right. Yeah. And, and which I think is, nowadays the marketing challenge is getting people to hear what you're saying. Like, so even if you have a good marketing plan, people are inundated. Um, you know, I can't tell you during my opening, like how many times, you know, I said, we're open, you can come in and people will be like, oh, when do you open? (laughs) Yes, yes, yes. And I mean, I, yes, there's a lot of that very, um, distracted. Yes. Yeah. And, and over, and, and a lot of information overload. So much information. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. For sure. For sure. Um, well, I have had, this has been so nice to get to chat with you. Um, Absolutely. Why don't you tell us a little bit more about where people can find you online, a little bit more about what's coming up for you this year 
with your podcast and your business and where people can connect with you. Yes. So I am at Opal underscore wellness underscore studio. That's my main, very large page. And then on Instagram, sorry. And yeah. I'm on Facebook also at Opal Wellness Studio, but I'm, I'm much more, I live on Instagram. That's like where you can really find me. You have some great fun content. I love seeing all your stuff on Instagram. <laughs> Thank love you. It. I have a Facebook group called the Opal Life Group. And there's, you know, daily posts about Pilates, nutrition, um, and just sort of this positive environment about health. And then I have the podcast, which is Well to You Podcast, W-E-L-L number two, and then you. And we have a, a Instagram page called at Well to You Podcast. And yep. we're on all things podcasts, Spotify, um, uh, iTunes, Apple. I don't know why I can't think of what that is. Yep. All of the places you listen to podcasts. (laughs) All the places you like to listen to podcasts. And I am going to, so I'm currently in New Jersey and that is where my studio is open. And then in January, my online program is going to be relaunching. We are in the middle of season three of the podcast. So we have maybe about six or seven or eight more episodes. And then we'll start again with season four in January. That's so exciting. A lot, a lot of, a lot of things going on and it's all good, good, positive, good stuff. And I'm, I'm excited. I'm so excited. Yes, so yes, you. go and listen to the podcast. It's, it's a great, great podcast and go check out Sue on Instagram. I'll put all the links in the show notes to all of the things. Um, but thanks so much, Sue. It's been really fun to get to chat with you. I really enjoyed this conversation. And I want to say I wouldn't be where I'm at without you because I have, you know, I have a lot of ideas and my ideas are all up. I'm, it, people can't see the video, but my hands are up here high in the <laughs> sky. And I feel like you help ground me and bring it down and make it something that I can actually take action on. Yeah. And you have been, you have done that. And I think that's the biggest, if anyone listening today, if you have a lot of ideas and there are things that you want to do, I think the breaking it down into those action steps is the biggest thing. And that's exactly what your kind of your superpower is, Sue. Honestly, like you are an action taker and it's always incredible to see what you achieve. It really is. Oh, thank you. Yeah. I think I just move. Like I just keep moving. Like I don't look back and, you know, and I think a big thing that if, if I have to leave one thing with your listeners, yes. it's that you have to take imperfect action. Yeah. That Agreed. there can't be perfection. There is no, no. There's no such thing. You're going to mess stuff up. You're going to have typos. It's going to be awesome. <laughs> we're B plus students. That's what we're aiming for. B plus. Right. I love it. Yeah. Yeah. Thank awesome. you. Thank you. Did you love this episode and want more? Head to spring3.com and check out my free resources that will help you run a profitable and fulfilling studio business. And before you go, one last reminder, there is no one way to do what you do, only your way. So whatever it is that you want to do, create or offer, you've got this. Thanks again for joining me today and have a wonderful rest of your day. Mm